This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Many of people out there listen to Kelly and Kelly through the podcast or stream it one way or another. A couple of great ways to listen in is if you have one of those Victor Reader streams, you can find us saved there in the favorites. Also, hmm, OO Tunes and the Radio Player Canada. Download those to your smart device. You can uh, take us with you then in case you got to run out during the live show at 2 p.m. or the repeat at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. And, of course, you can also sit at your computer and visit us at ami.ca and listen to the stream of the program. Kelly McDonald here, Ramya Muth, and over there, we are the hosts of Kelly and Company. Thank you for being with us out there in the company of the program. Let's welcome in Greg David as we get a chance to talk a little bit about TV with our uh, communications specialist, Greg David. I'm Greg David, and I love television, reality shows, dramas, sitcoms, and documentaries. I watch them all. I'm excited to share my passion for the television industry with you in front of and behind the cameras as it changes and evolves. So uh, I was mentioning to the audience at the top of the show, Greg, that uh, down the hallway, there's some white shirts there for my staff to pick up. Are these uh, like a marketing kind of thing? Like I told Rumya, take an armful and go hand them out somewhere. Uh, I, I'm not sure. I, I think that they probably are white T-shirts with the AMI logo on them. Now, for those that don't know, we've upgraded or changed our logo to just uh, black and white so that the, it's high contrast. And I think it may be the old green ones. You know, remember the pea green uh, logo? Those yeah. might be the ones that are free. So, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm yeah, I like the new logo better. Let me just put it that way. So these are for the staff, just move them because, you know, we've, like you said, we've changed it up. Thanks for the description on that, too, because I kind of had forgotten uh, about the change. And that's one of those things it's always nice to know and keep current. It, it's it's got to be hard, too, making those decisions, Greg, but they got to be done. And that's, that's kind of cool. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, no problem. And and I think, you know, depending on whether you're in the Toronto office or not over the next few days, you might want to wander down into that marketing room because there might be some other stuff there. I mean, you know, oh, yeah? we all know that Ooh. we work in the media and we get paid so much, but it's nice to augment that huge salary that we all get with the swag. So go get some swag. <laughs> I like the word augment. Yes. Yes. And yeah. huge salary. There were lots yes. of good points in this <laughs> sentence. Well, I'll, I'll hurry down to Toronto right away. Yeah. Um, Greg, let's talk a little bit about Canadian TV shows, because I don't think a lot of thought goes into when we tune into it, we don't even really stop to think, what defines this as a Canadian TV show? There are many different things that need to be addressed with this before a television show is truly considered Canadian. So first of all, can you walk us through the process to to get it made that way? Yeah, sure. And and it is very different from the U.S. here in Canada. Um, this And this whole thing that we're going to talk about today goes back to the CRTC. And the CRTC or the Canadian Radio, Television and Communications Commission, so now you know why we call them the CRTC because they have such a long name, um, they are dedicated to ensuring that Canadians have access to a world-class communication system. Uh, The CRTC's role is to regulate and supervise broadcasting and telecommunications, and they're all doing this in the public interest. 
And back in 1996, the CRTC mandated that television production, so television shows, must achieve eight points out of ten to be considered Canadian. Mm. Wow, eight out of ten. Yeah, yeah, eight out of ten. Okay, so what are the points rewarded to? Let's go or awarded to what? Uh, let's go through that. Sure, absolutely. And the, those points are handed out or given for the number of Canadians who fulfill the key creative roles. So they need to be involved creatively in the project, which we're going to get into a little bit more detail. And once we talk about this, it's going to make a lot more sense. And then we'll get into the reason why there's a point system in the first place. But right off the top, it's going to the Canadians that fulfill those key creative roles. Okay, so what does creative roles mean? Does that include lead actors? It absolutely does. So uh, productions receive one point for a lead performer who is Canadian. So there's one point. They also receive one point if their second lead performer is Canadian. So, you know, lead actor and lead actress, um, they're, you know, number one and number two on the call sheet every day. If they're Canadian, easy. There are the two points right off the top. So we're already at two. We're well on the way to having a show called Canadian. Yeah, exactly. And then how about people who work behind the scenes? I'm assuming they get some points as well. Yeah, and this is where things get a little bit interesting. Two points are awarded if the director or directors are Canadian. Uh, obviously, there are some television shows where you will only have one director, but there are many others like Murdoch Mysteries, for instance, where they'll have a handful of directors that all step in. So you can have a mix, but as long as uh, as long as long uh, there are some director or directors in there that are Canadian, then you get two points. And also, uh, you get two points if the screenwriter is Canadian. So screenwriter is somebody who is uh, literally writing for the screen. So they might be in the writer's room. They might be the showrunner who who runs the show and is kind of the head writer and runs the writer's room. So two points are awarded for the screenwriter. So we're already up to, let's see, my math is one, two, three, four, five, six. And then one point is given if the production designer, and so that's the person who heads up how the production, so the set design and everything like that, uh, if if the production designer is Canadian, you get a point for that. And one point is given for the director of photography, and the director of photography works with the director. So they'll be they may be doing the filming of the scenes, they may be involved in uh, how it looks visually on camera. So if there are dark or light tones in a scene, uh, different colors to denote different emotions. So we're already just talking today in these few minutes. We're already at those eight points that you need. So it sounds really easy, right? Well, it's nice in the sense that if you have one director on it, they're Canadian, you get your two points. If you have four directors or, you know, in, in a circumstance like that and only one is Canadian, you're still getting your two points or, you know, or mm-hmm. vice versa. So I, I like that, that that's all taken into account. Uh, it seems pretty standard and makes sense. We're already past the number of points that we need to have a show considered Canadian. Any other points that can be awarded? Yeah, a point is also given if the music composer is is Canadian. Uh, again, you know, they're the person that writes the music in the scenes. They might write the theme music for the program as well. And one point is given if the picture editor, and they're part of the post-production process, is Canadian. So the picture editor basically takes all of that footage and works with the director and the showrunner to put together an episode of a television show or a season of a television show. Uh, so, yeah, that's how you get to, get to those points. 
pretty great that the you know the staff are in recognized individually. I think that we focus a lot on content, right? CanCon, CanCon, and mm-hmm. um, so we don't necessarily give a lot of these shout outs, if you will. Yeah. Uh, we know that they're actually counting four points uh, behind the scenes, but even just our own awareness of that. Um, pretty interesting, and it outlines the the people so far in the system. But how about this homegrown source material, like the book or the TV show that the um uh, that the TV based show is on. based on? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, there are points awarded for that, and and we've spoken many times about a television show, particularly a Canadian one in this segment, uh, being adapted for a, a television show or a, or a Canadian TV movie or something like that. So a live-action drama or comedy production that's based on the adaptation of a best-selling Canadian-authored novel collects a point. Um, and I think the one that jumps to mind uh, right now for me is Son of a Critch, which is a CBC sitcom that actually, spoiler alert, is going to be coming to AMI-TV this fall. Nice. But we'll talk more about that in a couple of weeks. That was based on Mark Critch's book, which is a best-selling book where he talked about his life and growing up in Newfoundland and his career. So taking that best-selling book and translating that into television, that automatically gives that project a point. So even if uh, there were some people in, uh, involved in the show that weren't Canadian at, uh, at all, you're still getting a point from that source material coming from Canada and, and written course. by a Canadian. Uh, Greg, was it a specific genres? You said comedy and... It can be drama? a drama or a comedy production. Okay, okay. So it doesn't necessarily matter. All right, cool. No. And yep. Son of a Critch gets a point, uh, Rum, because we Being did awesome. it last month on our yep. book club, right? right? <laughs> there you go. Isn't yes, that perfect that's, timing? That's right. That is perfect. It's, it's almost like I listened to the show. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I wouldn't get too carried away. We know better than that. Um, Greg, can you explain how this point systems gave, because this is kind of an outlier here, I think, maybe you'll correct me on that, but how this point system gave Vikings, which was filmed in Ireland and predominantly starring international actors, a Canadian label. Yeah, this is a great question. Um, Vikings has won so many Canadian screen awards. Mm-hmm. They they get nominated in the drama category and take up space. And a lot of people get really upset about that. And they say, just like you said, um, Kelly, you know, uh, it's full of international actors. It's not even filmed in this country. So how in the world is it considered to be a Canadian television show? Well, the two lead actors were were Canadian on that. Uh, there was female and male uh, actors involved in, in Vikings that were Canadian. Uh, the director's that were involved in the show throughout its run were Canadian as well. And the music and editing was largely done by Canadians. I don't know if, uh, you know, I tend to notice this a lot, especially when I'm watching feature films, that there will be a Quebec credit at the end of the credits. And that's because the province of Quebec is so involved in the post-production process. They do so much work on feature films, including some of those big superhero um, movies. And that's the case with Vikings as well, where they're involved in the post-production process. And the the last thing that cements a point uh, for Vikings being a Canadian television show or being considered one is that the main production company was involved, uh, that was involved in the show is Canadian as well. So you... you mentioned Murdoch Mysteries earlier, and if my recollection, and again, not being Mr. Credits here and, and knowing a lot of that stuff that is in them, um, it's a partnership with, is it England? I know it's huge in France, yeah, the show itself. But I, yes, right? In, in, in yeah. England. But would they, do they have, obviously they have their own classification. Is it possible for a show to be considered British and Canadian, or how does that work? Do we even care? 
Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know the specifics about the point system in the UK, but I'm glad that you brought up Murdoch Mysteries because it is a little bit unique. In this uh, day and age where productions on television shows, the money comes from different countries from around the world, um, there is money that comes from the, the Alibi channel in uh, in the UK uh, to help pay those costs of making Murdoch Mysteries every year. And the way that they kind of have a little bit of muscle in Murdoch Mysteries is that they're able to then say, okay, we're giving you some money, but here are some actors and actresses from the UK that we would like featured in upcoming seasons of Murdoch Mysteries. And that's what they do. So they've had um, uh, a young actor uh, who was on uh, Downton Abbey who came on board of Murdoch Mysteries to play a young Winston Churchill. Also, a young Sherlock Holmes uh, British actor came over and did and and played that role. So that's another interesting little wrinkle in there. So it's it's a fully Canadian show, but when there's uh, international money coming into a program like Murdoch Mysteries, that production, the, the broadcaster can throw some money their way and have a little bit of creative control as well. Right, right. Even Brackenreed coming from the yeah. on Coronation Street before he landed on, on Murdoch. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, there, yeah, that's a perfect example, and and he's one of the lead actors. So we don't get a point from him, but we get a point from all the other Canadians that are on the right. cast. So, Greg, kind of to to wrap things up, do you feel that this point system still works? Um, do they make sense? Do we need to find a new way to to kind of recognize Canadian television? Because I feel like there's a lot being covered. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you know at the point when it was first started, it was to protect our our creative, uh, you know, the creatives here in this country, yeah. and to ensure that there were jobs um, being taken by Canadians on Canadian productions. Honestly, Ramya, I think that the way that things are now with streaming services, uh, you know, so much competition that you always get from the U.S. that I really think this point system is more important than than ever. Um, as Kelly alluded with his uh, with the mention of Murdoch Mysteries, the new way of making TV is to involve international broadcasters and their money in the production process so there's always the chance of them kind of getting in and saying listen we're, we've given you know we've given more than 50 percent of the money or whatever we want more creative control so that ensures that that doesn't happen and the other thing is quite frankly if these guidelines aren't in place it's really easy to leave mm-hmm. canadians out of the yep. loop with yep. regard to key jobs in the industry and that's just the fact that you know it's it's kind of the same way with the CanCon and the music right kelly yes, i mean you know sure. this those those rules were put in place to protect our creative uh, are our musicians in this country. Well, and that's why we have the Canada Media Fund doing what they do in the sense of making sure who can qualify and focusing on certain areas to try to get production companies in those areas work. Thanks, Greg. Thank you. Join Greg David every other Wednesday to talk all things television right here on Kelly & Company. In just a moment, 46% of senior managers in Canada have onboarded employees who have retired, but want to return to the workforce. Why is that? Our friends at Robert Half are here momentarily to explain. Hi, I'm Ramia Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider.